Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Has your faith gone weary? Do you still believe? Do you still have the energy to believe? Sometimes our energy gets depleted. But listen up as Pastor Parson preaches about why keep looking. Coming up. If the Lord said it, you can count on it. He will do just what he said. God's word will not grow out and return to him empty or void, but it will accomplish what he desires and it will achieve the purpose for which he said it. What he promised, he's able also to perform. This is our worship. You have not entered into worship until you give your whole self away. He deserved my worship. He's the only one who gets my worship. I might give away a little praise to some folks, but he's the only one who gets my worship because I totally and completely belong to you, God. Glory to God. We're going to 1 Kings chapter 18. Verse 41 through 43 in the New International Version. It is Family and Friends Day, and I hope you have invited your family and friends and just want to remind you to put in those comments who invited you to listen today, and there will be a prize for a gift, a gift card for the winner. But we want to get in the habit of inviting our family, our friends, our co-workers, to listen in, there is a word from the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 43, and it reads, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. He bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And when he, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Our topic this afternoon is why keep looking. Why keep looking? And we're chasing down purpose this year, and Without purpose, we understand that we run the risk of being unnecessary. Without purpose, you just go through the motions of life. You work a job, you have some kids, you buy some stuff, and then you die. Without purpose, you are a ship out on the ocean with no captain, no course and no destination. But the problem with purpose is that Sharonda often after you accept it and God gives you a vision for it, you find yourself in a situation where God has called you to something that's bigger than you. You're called to do something that only he can do. And like I said in a sermon several months ago, God likes to call us to do the impossible and then put us in an impossible situation. In other words, you have to shelter in place 
until God does something. You can't move on until God does something. You, you can't complete your purpose until God does something. So I need to talk to some people who are tired of sheltering in place. Oh, I know I'm in the room and I'm in somebody's room. I need to talk to some people that are tired of sheltering in place. I want to talk to some people whose spiritual life or family life or personal life has been parallel to the situation that the world has been in during this pandemic. I, I want to talk to some people who are as spiritually frustrated as some folk are naturally frustrated. You're ready to get back to life, but I can't move until God... God opens up the next phase. Just, just like we are in our cities. We, we can't get back to life until, until the governor or the mayor opens up the next phase. And some of us are that way spiritually. I can't move until God opens up the next phase. So I want to talk to people today who have been looking for God to do something. And he is taking his time. It's not happening. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't fix it. You can't make it happen. You know God said it. You said yes to it. You prepared for it. You told people about it. You declared it. You did all the spiritual warfare. You're standing on the word of God. And you keep looking for it. You keep looking for a sign. You keep looking for a change. You keep looking for a divine intervention. You keep looking just for an indication. And, and let me stop and ask you this. What does God have you looking for? What does God have you looking for? Looking for God to save somebody? Looking for a change in your child? A healing in your body? A partner for your life? An anointing for your ministry? The down payment? For the money for the down payment? A promotion on the job? What, what does God have you looking for? A passing grade on a professional exam you keep taking or, or finance for the business you have or provision for the church vision. What does God have you looking for? A shift in your marriage, an improvement in your spouse, a positive pregnancy test, or success in your weight loss or uh, uh, enough clients to make a profit, uh, 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 a license or, or an authorization or an open door or, or a miracle or a transformation or at least a confirmation. Well, what does God have you looking for? Because you've accepted your purpose. You said yes to it. You're out there trying to do what God called you to do and trying to be what God called you to be. And now you're at the part of it that only he can do and he hasn't shown up. He's nowhere to be found. Things are getting worse. And it's getting late. And it feels like too late. And after a while, you begin to lose the energy to believe. Anybody been there? After a while, you begin to lose the energy to believe. It takes energy to believe what you cannot see. And so you're beginning to ask yourself, why keep looking? When you begin to ask yourself, why keep looking? 
surrounding the words of Dr. Seuss. You're headed, I fear, toward a most useless place, the waiting place for people just waiting. Waiting for a train to go or a bus to come or a plane to go or the mail to come or the rain to go or the phone to ring or the snow to snow or I'm waiting for just a yes or a no? I don't know, waiting for your hair to grow. Everybody's just waiting. Waiting for the fish to bite. Waiting for the wind to, to fly a kite. Or waiting around for Friday night. Or waiting perhaps for Uncle Jake or a pot to boil. Or a better break. I don't know, waiting for a string of pearls, or a pair of pants, or a wig with curls, or another chance. Everyone is just waiting. In our text, we find two men who are just waiting. They found themselves in the waiting place. Now, I don't know how long it took this scene to play out, but, but that's not the point. The point is that Elijah has spoken something by the leading of the Lord that he has absolutely no control over. He has no control whatsoever whether this thing that he spoke is going to happen. And so the Bible says he's bent down to the ground with his face between his knees in the waiting place. Because see, there, 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 there's... There's been a drought. They're, they're in a drought in the land, and, and he has predicted now that rain is coming. And not just rain, but a heavy rain. And, and so he sends his servant to go looking for it. Now this servant, this servant is unnamed. And you would think that being the sidekick, Darian, of the most famous and the most uh, powerful prophet in the world would at least get the guy his name mentioned in the Bible. Because Elijah is such a bad boy that he's already been here twice. And the Bible says he's coming back one more time at the end time. This is a bad boy. And, 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 and his servant of Elijah don't even get his name. I looked for his name. I couldn't find his name. But, but I don't, even though he is unnamed and he's just a servant, I don't want to overlook this servant or take him for granted because there are two men in this story that's in the waiting place. But he, this servant, is the one that's doing all the physical looking. And he, he calls his servant over and he says, go 
and look toward the sea and come tell me what you see. Go look toward the sea. And the servant goes. Go back. God don't have me out here. Jehovah, 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 Jehovah. The, the Bible doesn't give any detail here. And, and, and when, when you read it in the Bible, it, it, it makes it seem like it was smooth sailing. But if you've ever been in the waiting place, if, if you've ever been looking for something, needing something, yearning for something, you know that this process ain't easy. What was going on in Elijah's mind? I've spoken this word and I told the king uh, to, to get ready. I told the king, go eat and drink because rain is coming. And, and, and everyone is anxious for the rain. It's been three years and God said that it wasn't going to rain until I said so. And I felt like in my spirit it was time for me to say so. And I spoke it. And these people believed me. And, and stop, stop, stop staring at me. Go back. Now, what is the servant thinking? At this point, the servant has to be thinking. Why keep looking? Why keep looking? There is nothing there. Why keep expecting my spouse to be any different than the way they was yesterday? Because... There's nothing there. Why do I keep looking at this kid's report card like it's going to be any better this nine weeks than it was the last nine weeks? There's nothing there. Why am I looking at my bank account, Donnie, like there's any chance that it's growing? 
There have been no deposit. Why do I even keep looking in my account? There is nothing there. Why am I praying and fasting over this issue? And it's the same issue I was praying and fasting over last year and the year before that. Why am I coming to this church like God is going to fix a situation that he haven't fixed in all these years? Why am I putting in application after application and keep looking for these emails? There is nothing there. Why am I going to counseling with this fool what am I exercising for why am I out here exercising and starting over every Monday because you never stop starting over and you never stop starting over and you never stop starting over and I'm starting over again why am I even going up here looking at this scale trying to see if I lost any weight there's nothing there why keep looking Elijah, man, why keep looking? I can imagine Elijah might have said, because he did it before, and he'll do it again. You see, Elijah and God had been busy in the last few years. Ahab at this time was the king, and he was evil, and he served false gods, named the fourth false god named Baal. And he had married an evil, controlling, manipulative murderer named Jezebel. And she brought them into deeper idolatry. And God told, ah God told Elijah, go tell Ahab, it is not going to rain again until you say so. And it didn't rain now for three years and during the drought which also caused a famine God and Elijah had things going on God fed Elijah for a long period of time and then y'all remember the widow who had just a little meal and a little oil and he said feed me first and so the whole time uh, we don't know how long but probably years their, their, their oil never ran out and her meal never ran out and then then Elijah challenges the 450 prophets of Baal and, and to make a long story short Elijah has called down fire from heaven. Everything God spoke to Elijah, everything God spoke through Elijah happened just like God said. And not just little stuff. Though we're talking about some big stuff. We're talking about drenching fire from heaven that drenched up all the water on the sacrifice. Then we're talking big stuff. And even though you keep telling me, servant, that there's nothing there, I believe God. He did it before. He'll do it again. So I came by to encourage some Somebody. I need you to keep on looking. I came by to renew the energy of somebody who needs the energy to believe. God's reputation is on the line. He is consistent. He changes not. I trust his character. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. There is no failure in him. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. So I'm going to keep looking because he did it before. He's come through every time. So servant. Go back and look again. Hey, God, come on. If he did it before, he'd do it again. Same guy right now. Same guy back then. He did it before. You could do it again. There's nothing there. So Elijah, why, why keep looking? Because he gave me his word. If the Lord said it, 
you can count on it. He will do just what he said. God's word will not go out and return to him empty or void, but it will accomplish what he desires and it will achieve the purpose for which he said it. What he promised, he's able also to perform. He watches over his word. Matter of fact, in order to perform it, God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should ever have to repent. Has he said it and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not make it good I said if I said it it will come to pass I know you don't see it now but we walk by faith and not by sight he calls those things that are not as though they were and then they is so why keep looking because he gave me his word God said it wouldn't rain until I said so and he told me to say so I'm looking for rain go back Why keep looking? Because if he did it before, James, he'll do it again. Why keep looking? Because he, he gave me his word. Terry, he, gave, he gave me his word. He gave me his word. Oh, why, why, why keep looking? So why keep looking? Because I know he's coming. Somebody say he's coming. He won't let me down. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. He is coming. Somebody say he's coming. We may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Tell somebody he's coming. Abraham and Sarah will tell you it might take years and it might feel like it's too late, but he's coming. The Hebrew boys will tell you he may not, he might wait until you're already in the fire but he's coming. Daniel will tell you he might let you stay all night in the lion's den, but he's coming. Peter will tell you he may let you get all chained up in prison first, but he's coming. Paul will tell you he might let the ship wreck and bring you in on broken pieces, but he's coming. The 120 will tell you you might have to spend 10 days in spiritual quarantine fasting and praying in an upper room somewhere, but he's coming. Mary and Martha will tell you even when you give up even when you stop looking for him he's still coming even when he's four days too late don't understand that time is in his hands he knows how to restore the years he knows how to restore life he knows how to restore breath he knows how to restore finances he knows how to restore a dead marriage he knows how to restore a dead church he knows how to restore a dead dream they would say we stop looking because we only knew him as a healer. But if we had known that he was a resurrection and a life, we, would have not, we wouldn't have stopped looking when our brother died. He's coming. But let me add this to it. The church, the universal body of believers, 
The universal body of born-again believers will tell you, even though we've been waiting for over 2,000 years, oh, he's coming. He did before. Remember the Jews, Darian, waited for him 42 generations. There was 4,000 years between the first mention of the Messiah and the birth of Jesus Christ. But he came before, and he's coming again because he gave up his word. He said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me in my father's house there are many matches if it were not so I would have told you but I'm going to prepare a place for you and if I go prepare a place for you I'm coming I'm coming again to bring you right to myself somebody say he's coming for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will ever be with the Lord. Why keep looking? Because he's coming. I know y'all church folk been waiting on Jesus to come all my life. But look at the world right now. Look at the chaos in the world. Look at the hatred in the world. Look at the pandemics. Look at the earthquakes. Look at the tornadoes. Look at the storm. He's coming. Tell me about he's coming. He's coming. He's Why are y'all still looking for Jesus? Because he's coming. So let's go back to Elijah. I feel like preaching today. He, he's in the waiting place. But he tells his servant the seventh time. Seven times. Time number seven. Go back and look again. Look again. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I don't know, this might have took all day. The Bible don't tell us how long it took. And I don't know how long it's taken for you. But he did it before. He'll do it again. He gave me his word. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I knew he was coming. I knew he was coming. Elijah said, now, servant, go tell Ahab. Tell Ahab you better hitch up your chariot, boy, and go down before the rain stops you. And the Bible says, meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, and a heavy rain, a heavy rain started falling. God didn't let him down. He did it again. He showed up just like he said he would. I don't know what God has you looking for, but when you walk in purpose, sometimes you'll have to stand on what he said and keep looking. Tell somebody, keep looking. Keep looking because he did it before and he's going to do it again. Keep looking because he gave you his word. Keep looking because he is coming. Go. What is it that God has you looking for? What does God have you looking for? A healing? A change? A restoration? An opportunity? A supernatural intervention? Salvation for a loved one. Salvation for this community. What has he got you looking for? A provision for the vision. That's what I'm looking for. We raised eighty and ninety thousand dollars, but we need two hundred thousand dollars to even get started. And, and, and sometimes I feel like.
like the devil is trying to take my energy to believe, but I'm still looking. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. We are going to build a church on Sunrise Mountain. I'm still looking. We are going to own property and build a church in Aliante. I'm still looking. We are going to own the property as well as 610 Barrows. I'm still looking. I don't see it, but I'm keep looking. Year number one, I was looking. Year number two, I was looking. I don't care if it's year 25. I'm going to keep looking because I believe he's coming. I believe just what he said. What does God have you looking for? A door to open? A divine favor? A blessing? Keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I feel the intangible. I see the invisible. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I feel the intangible. I see the invisible the sky is the limit to what I can have oh the sky the sky is the limit to what I can have thank you Lord the sky the sky is the limit to what I can have and all you gotta do receive it. God will perform it today. Hey, hey, just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. What y'all looking for? I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I see the intangible. I see the invisible. The impossible. I expect the impossible. I can feel the intangible. I can see the invisible. The sky. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Thank you, God. The sky. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Come on, let this be your declaration. The sky, the sky is the limit to what I can have. And all you gotta do is just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Hey, hey, just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. I expect a miracle every day. I expect a miracle every day. Believe and 
receive it. Just believe and receive it. Just believe and receive it. Just believe and receive it. Just believe and receive it. Believe it, believe it, believe it, receive it. Just believe and receive it. Believe it, believe it, believe it, receive it. Believe and receive it. I need you to keep looking for it. Just believe and receive it. Just believe and receive it. Just believe and receive it. Believe it, believe it, yeah. If you're not sure that if you died right now, whether you're going to heaven or hell, if you don't believe in heaven and hell, don't fool around and wait till it's too late to find out that what I'm telling you is true. But if there's anything in your heart that knows what I'm saying to you is true, we need you to know that you know that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that your sins are forgiven. And that you're ready to go to heaven. And then we want you to be in this life to where you have a relationship with God. So even though you may have prayed this prayer before, or some of you have never prayed a prayer that accepted Jesus into your heart, we need you to do that today. Pray with me. And if you believe it in your heart, you'll be saved this very moment. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me for everything. I've done wrong. Come into my heart and save me. And I'm ready to serve you with the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe that prayer, if you really believe in Jesus in your heart, you are saved. We want to help you on your journey. Not only do we want to be your church family, we want you to be a member here. But we also want to give you this book that will help you on your journey. It's called Saved, Salvation 101. It'll teach you how to pray. It'll teach you how to fast. It'll teach you how to praise and worship. It'll teach you why you need a church and why you need a pastor. And we want to share that with you. Please inbox us right now. Go to the comment section. Say, I prayed that prayer today. Or I rededicated my life to God today. And let us send you that book and let us pray with you. Come on, you know you need to be right. Come on, you know your life is not right with God. Or you know you've, you've, you've drifted too far away. If you've drifted away from God, come on back home. God has things that he still wants to do for you. I promise you he's coming. I promise you he's coming. So just pray that prayer and let us know. But let us know whatever you need us to pray for you. But we want you in the body of Christ. We need people to be saved right where they are. And we appreciate you today. Please put that 
and let us know that you prayed that prayer. But now for everybody that's waiting for God to do something, what are you looking for? What does God got you looking for? And you're just about to lose the energy to believe. The word came to you today to let you know he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. I feel that all in my bones. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. He said he would. He gave you his word. He did it before. He'll do it again. He's coming. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know those that this word was for today. God, in the name of Jesus, I speak to their faith. I speak life to their faith. Give them the energy to believe for that child. Give them the energy to believe for that marriage. Give them the energy to believe for that job, for those finances, for their health, for their strength, for their mental health. In the name of Jesus, somebody needs a miracle. Somebody needs what they can't see right now. But God, I declare they're going to keep looking. God, strengthen them right now. Do it for them. Give them another word. Say it again, God. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. So they can know, God, that you're going to do it. You gave us your word. And we believe it right now. I rebuke the spirit of doubt. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke the spirit of discouragement, of disillusionment. I rebuke the spirit that says it's not going to happen. I rebuke every give up spirit, every hopeless spirit, every helpless spirit. I rebuke you and I cast you out in the name of Jesus. We believe God. We're going to stay right here. We're going to keep looking. We're going to keep looking. We're going to keep looking for our miracle. And we're going to receive it. Every financial miracle, I call it out in the name of Jesus. Every health miracle, I call out in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke the enemy off of our cities. I rebuke the enemy out of our churches. I rebuke the enemy out of this world. We come against this chaos. God, we're still looking for you. We're still looking for you. We don't just look to the hills for help. Our help comes from the Lord. And we believe you're coming, God. We believe you're coming. And so strengthen the faith of your people through this word today. And seal this word in their hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we stand on it. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, keep looking. Somebody say, keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. Why are you going to keep looking? Somebody tell me, why are we keeping looking? Keep looking. Because he's coming. Why do we keep looking? Because he said it. Because he said he was Because he gave us his word. Why do we keep looking? Because he did it before. And he'll do it again. I expect a miracle. I expect him to work it out. Uh, y'all tell me what you're looking for. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I feel the intangible, I see the invisible, I'm looking for a miracle, I expect the impossible, I feel the intangible, I see the invisible. The sky, the sky is the limit to what I can have. Oh, the sky, the sky is the limit to what I can have. And all you gotta do is just believe and 
and receive it. God will perform it today. Hey, hey, just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Well, I pray that you enjoyed our service today. Thank you, Lord. And remember, it is Family and Friends Day, so if someone invited you, please put that name in the comments. Thank you, Jesus. If you've had a watch party, just take a picture of how many people are on your watch party and send that in, and we'll make sure you get credit for that. It is Prayer Week. We are excited about Prayer Week. And this week, we're going to stay with our theme of why for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We will be coming live at 6 p.m. on our main New Antioch page. Uh, Tuesday night, we're going to talk about why pray. Wednesday night, we're going to talk about why fast. And Thursday night, I'll be talking about why consecrate. And we're going to do it in terms of the family. Why pray for your family? Because some of y'all done quit looking for God to do it. But somebody say, keep looking. Why pray for your family? Why fast for your family? Some of you haven't gone to the to the the deeper area of fasting for your family. Why should you even do that? And why consecrate? God's been sharing things with me about consecration. It goes a little deeper than fasting. And how is that going to help my family? So we'll be talking about it in general and in terms of family. The fast this week is the Daniel's fast. I thought fasting sun up to sundown. Uh, during the summer is, is not only is it a long day, uh, but it has us eating too late. And those of us who are trying to do this weight thing, uh, we can't be eating at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. So uh, we're going to do the Daniel's fast. That's fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. Just drinking water. Uh, but fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we do this every month. And I'm telling you, prayer changes things. God has answered and honored our prayers. Prayer is the work. Prayer, not only does prayer work, but prayer is the work. And we are in need of prayer. Uh, we have not opened the church yet. And so hold off a little bit. We're not ready yet. We're going to have the entire church sanitized. But what we need you to do this week is to fill out the return survey. It's a return to work survey. You can find it at nuantioc-aliante.org. Um, you can find it on all of our Facebook pages, the main page, the Aliante page, and the House of Antioch page. You can also, for those of you that have been getting our robocalls, if you have not heard from us, it's because we don't have your information. So please put your information in. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to email it, but you can find it on the website. We are going to text it to you uh, if we have your number. Uh, there are many ways, but you need to fill out this uh, return to church survey. It will ask you about your age. It will ask you about your family to see how many people. We only can have 50 people uh, at a time, and staff takes up quite a bit of that. So we will assign you what Sunday you can come back. You can let us know if you're comfortable coming back in June. If you're not comfortable coming back, by all means, uh, don't come back we were going to be we're going to be here doing our live services but if you feel, want to come back to church and you feel comfortable some of you might not feel comfortable until July uh, to come back and so that's fine you can indicate that on the survey as well and we'll schedule you uh, in July or you, some of you might be scheduled in June um, you will have to wear a mask and provide your own mask everybody if that'll help you say well I'll come back if they're going to wear masks we will be wearing masks uh, unless they're on the microphone, they'll have a mask. 
uh, and you will have to sanitize. We're also going to ask you to use the restroom before you leave home and, and hold it for an hour and a half so we don't have to do a lot of back and forth in sanitizing, but we're going to have to sanitize, of course, uh, the restrooms. We're going to keep you as safe as possible. I do not want... Um, for there to be a breakout that people get from coming to church. So I'm going to need you to respect the rules. I'm going to need you to buy into this vision so we can start having church again and keep people safe at the same time. But you will not be scheduled for a service if you don't fill out the survey. Uh, and so we need you to do that in this week, and then we will contact you with all the protocols and everything you need to do and the service that you'll be able to come back to uh, in groups. We're going to make sure that we can do contact tracing just in case, so you'll be coming to church with the same group. You can bring your family, uh, but you will need to put their names uh, on, on, um, on the survey as well. We're going to keep our seniors as safe as possible. So this week, get on there. You can start today and do even all everybody that's on the staff, everybody needs to do a return to church survey so that we can get you signed up for that. It is still family, uh, family and uh, it's still family life month. And so our panels have been amazing. Go back and look at the, the couples panels was outstanding last Thursday. The Thursday before that, our children blew it out of the water. And the Thursday before that, our, our, uh, our parents were excellent. Look at those. They'll help you in your family life. This week is going to be all prayer week. And then next week, our, uh, then next week we'll start back up with our panels. We'll have a singles panel. And then we'll have our seasoned saints uh, panel uh, for next week. Amen. I believe that is all that we have. Don't forget that you can give. I see somebody putting their phone number in. You guys catch that. All right. I see that. Um, uh, remember, you can give at New Antioch-Aliante, and you have done wonderfully, but we're starting to see that slip. Please don't slip. Uh, please don't slip. Go back to your giving. You can still give to the rally as well. Uh, so go back to your giving. Our rally was pretty successful. Uh, we got to, uh, Pastor Rhonda, you have that ballpark of the rally. Somewhere around, I think we got close to 30, somewhere in there. Uh, but we, we still have a, uh, you can still give to your rally. That's 2020, uh, whatever that you would like to give toward our rally. That's in addition to your tithes and your offerings. So continue your giving. Don't slip up on it. I know it's summertime, uh, but please, please, we want our ministry to go on. There are things we do in the community. We have payroll. We got to pay for all of this, please. And it's the blessing. Pastor Rund already told you it's about the blessing for you. Don't miss out on your giving blessing. You can't afford to miss out any blessings right about now because one of those blessings in tithing is that he'll rebuke the devourer and the things that are going on in our community you need that protection over your life and so we want you to continue your tithing and your offering what was it 35 we did well uh, we were we were trying to get a hundred we thank God for the 35 thousand um, dollars in our rally but we're good at that's a we thank God for every dime and we're appreciative uh, of that and we we needed some to take through the summer months and we also need though to build up that two hundred thousand dollars so that we can have a down payment on our new project our third site God is moving us to a third site 
And we are going to continue for people to meet Jesus, change their lives, and find their purpose. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, and we will see you. Uh, and prayer is uh, 7 a.m. in the morning uh, on, th on this page. Prayer is on this page, 7 a.m. every morning. So we'll see you for prayer. We'll see you for prayer week. God bless you. I pray that you are blessed. Keep looking. Tell somebody, keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. You know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I feel the intangible. God bless everybody. I see the invisible. I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. Thank you. Anybody here, you've heard the word, you received the word today. Anybody that's in here now that needs prayer, that wants prayer, that wants prayer. He answered prayer. Everybody's good. All right, I've already prayed the general prayer for you all to keep looking if nobody has any specific prayer requests. Amen. God bless you. I'm glad y'all doing good. Don't nobody need prayer. So y'all pray for me. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we are looking for scholarship money. You are able to do it. God, it is a tither's blessing. I saw you do it last year. I saw you erase tuitions last year. So, God, I'm asking you to do it again in the name of Jesus. God, release scholarship money in the name of Jesus, God. Let it drop. Let it come. God, open the right door, the right opportunity, and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, ma'am. Oh. You was praying, all right. So y'all can pray for me. I need that $200,000. Pray that I don't lose the energy to believe and that we keep looking. I need, I need to buy, we need to buy something here and own something in Aliante. We need to own where we at in Belrose, and we need to build this church, and I need people that's going to be in that church. Uh, so y'all pray for me. Since y'all good, uh, that's the stuff I need, I'm, and I'm keep looking. I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep looking. It's the seventh time, and, and they didn't come back. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.